Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Divine Your Life podcast. My mission in this podcast, in this life, in my job is to help align the mind and body with deep healing so you can access your truth and your power and divine your life. I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you do, please share, like, comment, review all the things. I appreciate you so much. And let's dive right in. so much for tuning in with me wherever you are whatever you're doing i appreciate it i'm excited to jump on with you i was literally in the shower five minutes ago i have a wet towel on my head and it just occurred to me that i haven't popped on and done a freestyle solo episode in some time so here we go wet towel and all it's a rainy day it's a rainy night here in denver it's sunday i had an amazing day i went to church I bought a bike, a really impulsive bike. I was like, I don't really want to spend more than $300, and I bought a $1,000 bike, so we're doing the most today. I'm just getting in the energy, you know? And um, one thing, I don't really know where this episode's going to be, it's going to go. I can't talk, so we're off to a good start. Um, I don't know where this episode is going to go today, but I do know that I want to touch on a few of the secrets. (laughs) They're really secretive, guys. Some of the secrets and hacks that I've been using to implement more presence and less stress in my life. This is such a big topic that I'm sure we've read upon and listened to a million podcasts about, but this is so important. And I have been so dedicated to habitually focusing and shifting and just ritualizing my morning and my evening and even moments throughout my day to really become present and to just alleviate stress and anxiety and become the master of my emotions. So I wrote down just a few little goodies, little tangible takeaways for you today that I think you'll love. Um, Before, though, we get into that, I do have a little announcement, which I just got butterflies because this will be the first time I've publicly announced this offer. By the time that I air this episode, I will have probably shared it on Instagram, but first time saying it out loud. So I have a little bit of butterflies because I'm so fucking excited. I am launching a six-month immersive transformation experience. And if you're like, oh, what the heck is that? Basically, I'm going to be opening the doors to five women to walk them through a journey of, I guess, moving from a space of disconnection, from a higher power, from themselves, disassociation, from their needs, their truths, their desires, their potential, and to really just help you, them, understand and uncover the past influences that just keep them stuck today honestly, keep them in a cyclical pattern, helping to reparent their younger parts, connecting to their inner children, forgiving themselves. I'm bringing liberation from the conditioning and the limiting beliefs and the survival strategies (laughs) that have taken over and created a gap between them and their divine intelligence and their truth. I feel so called and so fucking excited to help women rediscover their worth and redefine their reality and recreate their future, right? And I think this is for you if you're listening and you're leaning in just a little bit. I think this is for you if you're tired of feeling stuck. (laughs) If you've tried all the mental modalities and read all the books and listened to all the podcasts to living in fulfillment but get caught in that same loop over and over because 
our mind is only 50%, right? I talk about that a lot on this podcast. We can do all the mental work in the world, but if our body isn't in coherence, we're not going to see the transformational change, right? So if you're ready for sustainable transformation in your work, in your relationships, your health, your lifestyle, through somatic practices that are going to meet your mind and actually create that 100% transformation in your life and tangible tools to be able to do this work repetitively for the rest of your life in any area, then you're ready, girl. Let's go. Let's sign up. I'm really excited. There's five spots. I will be um, offering a discount next week, and then the doors will actually officially open around October 20th. No set hard date because life's flow, and I don't know what's happened between then and now and then, and I want to make it the most accessible to the most amount of women possible. So for that reason, I'm going to be super open, and we're going to just make it happen. My goal is not to like have a hard start, stop, make the, instill this fear of scarcity or like FOMO into people. This is just like me sharing my gift, opening up an opportunity for other powerful and empowered women to step into their power and to enter a cohort in a space that I have done so much research and I have so much experience in leading you through to actually sustain a transformation. And it's going to be epic. It's going to be powerful. It's going to include inner child work. It's going to include attachment styles, becoming the active operator of your nervous system, which basically just means learning how to master your emotions. Survival patterns that we've picked up since we were zero to eight years old and just dive so deep into boundaries and rewiring your attachment style, creating clear boundaries in relationships and so, so much goodness, so much goodness. And it's it's gonna be amazing. We're gonna connect you back to your self-love, your purpose. And then we're gonna actually integrate and embody these things, right? So we don't just, I don't just teach you and then I'm like, all right, bye. Like the end, the actual six month of the course is intensive mastering habit and change to recreate your reality. And then it's just like doubled support to really make sure you're embodying and becoming this version of yourself rather than just like, blowing you a kiss goodbye. So anyway, a little bit about that. If you're excited, if you're leaning in, if you're like, what? I mean, I could listen to it and I could hear more. Follow me on Instagram at Britley Ann. That's B-R-I-T-L-E-Y-A-N-N. Send me a DM. All of my links to book a discovery call and more information about the program can be found there. So I'm pumped. If you're pumped, I'm pumped. Let's do this. I'm excited. Okay. Without further ado, jumping in a little bit about secrets to a stress-free life. And this is such a cheesy thing that I wrote down as I'm reading it back because like there are no secrets, right, to a stress-free life. Like I don't love these slogans like build confidence in under three days or like become less stressed in two minutes. Like it's just like, we all kind of have tried all of those quick fixes and we know that they don't work. So I want you to take this as things to start to implement and think about. And if you have a journal and a pen and a cup of tea, grab it and write these down, sit on them, elaborate on them, what feels good to you. These are, again, not for everybody and every single one of them is going to fit, but I know that you're going to find one or two or three or maybe even all seven that you really resonate with and start to include in your life. And I promise you'll start seeing tangible results in your day-to-day. So the first thing that I've been doing is I have been meditating every single morning, which is something that's been really difficult for me. I've, um, I love breath work because I think it almost expedites the meditative experience. It kind of quiets the mind, quiets the emotions and allows you to drop into your body really quickly, um, with a, with a lot of intentionality, which I really love. And 
what I'm finding in meditation is that while breath work is still somewhat proactive and you are keeping the breath up and oftentimes moving through the intention that you've set, meditation is about complete stillness. And so it's working a different muscle, right? It's working a different part of your nervous system because you're having to remain so still and so grounded in your root, in your body. And no matter what comes up and whatever whatever thoughts come up and distractions come up, you're having to draw yourself back to your central channel, which is really difficult, right? It takes a lot of practice. But doing this in a 10-minute meditation, think about how that translates throughout your day, right? Like you're getting heightened, you get cut off in traffic. All these things that happen every single day, you drop coffee on your shirt, bringing yourself out of that experience and back into your central channel and your presence and your being has been huge. And I've always heard about the benefits of meditation and I've always been an advocate for it, but I've always leaned towards breathwork, which I think has its own magical, powerful tendencies. Um, But paired together, I, I really think is the magic potion for me, at least to be able to bring myself back to not be reactive and to be super masterful over my emotions so that I can actually feel them coming up and process them before I have an emotional reaction. It allows us to disconnect from our external circumstances and from internal feelings and really just be, like really just feel the congruent energy around us. It's powerful. So number one, meditation. Start slow, start with three minutes, stack it to five. If you need resources, reach out to me at Brittleanne. I have so many, too many to name off the top of my head right here. If you don't follow Emily Fletcher, she is um, big in the meditation space and she's dope. And I really enjoy listening to her. The second thing, and this might sound stressful before it sounds less stressful, but taking total responsibility for everything in my life. And let me elaborate on how that has eliminated stress. When I take radical responsibility for everything, I stop outsourcing my power and my expectation onto onto others, right? Like I stop surrendering my needs and wants and desires and hoping that other people or external things show up in the way that I'm desiring in my heart. If it's my job to show up and to create the energy for the day, set the intention and to get my work done and to be the best version of myself, then everything that happens throughout that day is up to me. And the reason that this creates less stress and the reason that since I've been doing this, I feel more liberated and free than ever before is because I am so in tune and a hold of my power. I literally picture a bubble, like a three foot bubble around me. And that is like my energy. Like that is my protective space. And that is everything me, that is me owning everything in my vicinity, everything in my reality, and just taking radical responsibility for them. So that if I'm in control and I have the power and I'm co-creating with God and my divine creator, then it's just up to me and him and everyone else gets to either benefit or be a part of this experience. But I'm not outsourcing and giving away my power into other things, if that makes sense. So one, meditation to take total responsibility for everything in your life. Three, identify needs that are really just wants. Oh, this. This could fall into so many categories, but what this really means to its root is like all those things that you really need to get done today and all of those things that you really need to save up for and all of those vacations you really need to take. Like there are there are needs and there are wants and there's completely different energy attached to something that you need and something that is make or break and something that you are desiring. And if you're going at your needs, 
with the same desire as your wants, there's going to be a disconnect, right? Okay, the fourth, give up being right. Mm, if I had a billboard and I could write one thing on it, this is what I would write. Quit caring so much about making your opinion so valid and engraving it into the people who see differently into their head and mind and getting frustrated when they don't see the same way as you do. In church today, this is actually perfect. I didn't even tie two, two and two together, but in church today, my pastor Doug at Red Rocks, shout out the best. He tells a story about, or he paints a picture, I guess, a metaphor about three blind men and an elephant. Okay, so there's an elephant and there's three blind men and they're all in different parts of the elephant and they're just using their right hand to touch as far as they can. So one blind man is on the side of the elephant and he's like, man, an elephant is a, is a wall with a texture. The other man is by the foot or the leg of the elephant. So he's like, what are you talking about, dude? The elephant is like a tree. And then the third is at the tail. And he's like, what are you guys talking about? The, an elephant is a vine and it smells like shit, <laughs> right? Like, so to those three blind men, they were expressing their truth. Were any of them wrong? No, not necessarily. Were any of them right? No, not necessarily, right? And the only person that would be able to tell the entire truth is the one person that can see the entire picture. For me, that one person that can see the entire picture is God, right? Like there is only one ultimate truth. Truth is not relative. Like your truth and my truth being so different doesn't mean that either of our truths are true. The truth has to be granted from an ultimate source, right? It all goes back in history and time to one ultimate thing. And so I say all this saying that you trying to convince somebody of your truth is just you trying to really drive someone else's human's experience into being yours, which is never going to happen. So it's exhausting on all ends. When you start to eliminate the need to be right and the need for someone else to see your point of view, and you start to get curious with the experience that they're having, you open up to so much wisdom and curiosity and life becomes zestful and romanticized and, and interesting and adventurous. But when you are so honed into your thing and if nobody sees it your way, then you're going to push everyone out of that out of that way. You're going to miss out on so much amazing opportunity and you're going to limit yourself. I think so many of us just have this need to feel right because it, it equates to us being valid and true. And, and then we build ourselves up. But but even if you were right about everything, you would be so unfulfilled because you wouldn't have the expansive cultural and knowledge to see all these different amazing points of views. We have to come with curious hearts. That has been the number one most amazing thing for me is just to surrender. I don't even want to be right anymore. I'm like, I want to be around people who challenge me and show me different perspectives and allow my perspective to be seen and heard and held and maybe not fully agreed with, right? Like it just allows for so much expansion and you just remove all of the stress and anxiety around showing up and making other people see from your point of view. Five, realize you don't know anything for certain. I think we have had the illusion of control for as long as we can remember, right? We get what we deserve and we have to figure it out. And if we don't figure it out, then it's never going to get done and we're going to be homeless on the street. And there is so much going on in our head that sometimes we get so just white knuckling life and trying to figure out and create certainty because it's the one thing that we think we can quote unquote count on when in reality releasing that grip and going with the flow and allowing things to be uncertain and removing your expectation and that energy of 
what that looks like to that thing, that attachment to that thing will actually allow for so much more flow and liberation and freedom. So just realize that you don't know anything for certain and thank goodness for that, right? And I think obviously the pandemic just showed us that so promptly, like everything we thought we had going for us in 2020 was brought to a complete halt and everything changed, right? And we lost control. And you can tell the people who spun out on that, the people who love to be in control, the people who found control in other things and wearing masks and controlling others and making everybody do and be in proper order. And then those that were like, man, like I was never in control in the first place. So now I just get to ride this wave and I'm going to make the most out of this experience. And on, on both ends of the spectrum, you could go too far, right? But just to understand that you don't have to be certain about anything and you don't have to pave your own path that's already paved for you. You just get to watch it. it eliminates so much of the anxiety that we feel in our hearts and it's an illusion anyway. So realize you don't know anything for certain. Sixth, if you must speculate about the future, speculate positively. <laughs> if you must being the keyword. So if if you are in a place where you're visualizing your future, you're building a business, you're entering a relationship, you're entering a marriage, you're, whatever it is that you're entering and you're, and you're starting to think about and put your energy into the future, make sure and take so much time and take this so seriously to make sure that it's so positive. I had a client the other day who was kind of stuck in this worst case scenario mindset. She was really stressed about a situation that was occurring. And I said, walk me down the worst case scenario. And it was so easy for her, right? She was like, well, X, Y, and Z happens. And then I get to like, she it was so natural for her. And then I said, okay, now let's create the best case scenario. And that was a little harder, right? She actually like didn't even really expand that far out or get that creative. She's like, I mean, best case scenario is that it all works out. I'm like, wait, so you're telling me that you just elaborated 15 minutes worth of the worst case scenario. But when I asked you what the best case scenario, the best possible outcome, you gave me a, it all works out. Think about how much of your time you spend in those negative loops around the things that you desire. And if you were to just switch that and spend a little bit more time in that creative, positive space, think about the stress you would eliminate. And by the way, worrying just makes you experience something twice, maybe when you don't even have to experience it once possibly, right? Like there's no sense in worrying about things and spending time in that negative thought loop when you could be focusing and putting your energy towards that positive outcome. And seventh and the most important is loving yourself and then others. This is so important. Putting your energy first creating a space to attune to yourself before you enter the world and have to interact and connect with a bunch of people or even just the people within your household is so important. I put a post up yesterday on Instagram, so I'm just going to read you how to put your energy first and what I do. One, set up your morning to reflect the energy you want to bring into your day. I literally start with meditation, right? Because I want to get into the presence of being present. I want to get into the presence of attracting in the things that I desire with ease, with flow. I want to be in the presence of being an embodiment of the transformation that I'm taking these females through, right? So I'm getting into the energy that I want to bring into my day. Sometimes it's badass energy. Sometimes it's motivation. And I get up and I go to the gym first thing because I want to bring in that energy and that get shit done mentality for the day. Some days it's ease and flow and creativity. So I start in a meditation, a breath work, a journaling. Some days it's being closer to God and just being present. So I pray like you get to create what that looks like. 
If it's peace, start with prayer. Motivation, start with movement, presence, meditation, or breathe. Gratitude, start journaling the things you're grateful for. Connection, pray or call family. And abundance, go out in nature. Second, make a list of things that bring you into your essence and make you feel alive. Do five of these things daily. So what are five simple things that just like when you do them, you smile, right? And it makes you feel good. It makes you feel present. It kind of brings you back to your state. Long walks, goal setting, creating, vision casting, treat yourself, organize your priorities or your schedule if you're an organized person and that feels good. Read, play in nature, do yoga or some kind of intuitive movement. Love yourself first and then others. It's so important to pour into your energy. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you found something beneficial. And even if you take one of these things out of today's episode and you promise or dedicate some time throughout this week to try to tune into that and bring more presence and less stress into your life, I promise you will find it beneficial. If you found this episode beneficial and you know someone who's a little stressed out, send it over to them, share it, like it, review it. And I'm going to have some really epic guests coming up on the podcast. I have about four recorded shows ready to air and I'm very excited. So stay tuned. If you're interested in the six-month Divine Your Life cohort, please message me on Instagram um, or visit my website, divineyourlife.co, and there's a option to book a discovery call with me there. You guys have such an amazing week. I love you. I'm sending you all the peace and presence in your heart today. Take it into your week, and I will see you so soon. Bye-bye.